I believe our very lives are a matter of stewardship. The way that we use what we have matters to the one who made us. He intended for us to manage this life and all that comes with it. This is a podcast to connect the dots of all the ways we manage the substance of our lives, from heart work to housework, from relationships to identity, from purpose to desires, wellness, creativity, and everything that makes up our lives. This is a sisterhood centered on Christ. On this podcast, I'll be sharing thoughts and transparent talks on what God is teaching me as I wear these different hats and manage various things just like you do, only differently in my own style for his glory. Listen in. You're listening to episode 37 of the Style and Stewardship Podcast. So over on Instagram and in real life, I asked um, just what I what topics would you want to hear um, on the Style and Stewardship Podcast? And some of the topics, actually all of them were pretty heavy. <laughs> um, I, you know, I tried to address this topic from the standpoint of you know, not having all, you know, not having all the variables, knowing all the details, but just looking at it from personal experience, from, you know, just this more of an aerial view, if anything. Um, I hope I did it justice. I hope that my, um, I get a little passionate (laughs) on this episode and, um, I just hope that it is encouraging and it just, regardless of what, you hear me say, I just hope that it points you deeper and deeper into your relationship with Jesus and knowing that he is truly the answer for everything. So this episode is about deep hurts. I'm talking about expectations, boundaries and relationships and forgiveness. So listen in. We all have been here. We all as human beings have had to, the thing about having a heart is the heart has to deal with people. (laughs) Um, somebody, somebody understands what I'm saying right now. Um, that's, what's hard about living in a fallen world with other fallen individuals, as far as our sinful nature, it's difficult. We have to deal with other people's baggage. We have to then deal with our own And depending on what our family structure was like, what our experiences were in, you know, relationally, this can affect the way that we deal with other people because we learn from our environment. We learn how we've been treated. And when you have that coupled with being a Christian, it is the only thing, in my opinion, it is the only way that you can deal with these deep hurts because you can actually take them to someone. You can take them to prayer. You can take them to God. Um, God gives us closure. And by closure, I I don't mean uh, relational closure. I mean closure in the sense of peace. He can give us peace even in the thick of some of the, I don't know how else to say this, some of the nastiest drama that there is. And unfortunately, as believers, there we still have to fight with the, the fleshly side of our nature, the sinful side of our nature that wants to, you know, rise up and defend ourselves in, in maybe a comparable nasty way, if that's the experience, or in a 
you know, a similar manner that we were treated. We don't do that. You know what I mean? We don't respond like that. And, and when we do, we not only have to deal with the fact that we, we reacted the way someone else did, but now we have to deal with the fact that God is not pleased because we're out here saying that we're Christians, AKA we follow Jesus. This is when, like, that's, they always say that, like, that's when the rubber meets the road, the road, right? When it comes to those things that are truly deep, I'm going to assume that this person means something um, pertaining to the way that they grew up or a tough relationship in their lives. And this person is a believer. So they want to know that they're handling these things well. And I believe one of the best ways to do that is the accountability because this is the, this is the thing that happens, you know, say the, say that we're, we're talking about a person that hurts someone else and, and you carry this deep hurt about it. You know, this person inflicted some sort of, you know, thing that you carry around with you. I think maybe <laughs> we all can relate to this in some way where someone has left, people leave really great and really terrible impressions on us. And if this is a relationship that we have to deal with on a regular basis, or, you know, we're coming up on the holidays and, you know, Thanksgiving's coming around and Christmas is coming around and New Year's and all of those things. And what's really hard is some of us are going to be around other family members that maybe we don't see all the time. You know, maybe it's difficult to be around. And maybe when you see that person, there's, there are things that they do that affects you the same way it did when you were younger or, or it just, it cuts you to, you know, it it cuts you as my husband would say, cuts you to the quick. (laughs) That's a Southern term. I love it. Um, and you just, there are things that we all deal with, I believe. And I can, I can use myself for example. I love my family. All of us are very opinionated. (laughs) Um, I have six other siblings and we all have really strong opinions about things. Not just that, you know, we're not all saved, you know? So there's, there are layers of the way that you respond to things, you know, as opposed to the way that you responded to them before you got saved. Um, you know, I got saved 12 years, 12 years ago. Thank you, God. And there are still, you know, there are some deep wounds in certain areas of my life with certain people, but the way that I've been able to come through that was forgiving, honestly. And I'm going to say this forgiveness and expectations, I think are the two most crucial parts when it comes to dealing with deep hurts. I would say expectations, being realistic, So if you know that there's someone in your life that you deal with, whether on a regular basis or an irregular basis, and there are certain topics that are touchy, there are certain topics that are difficult to talk about, or you hope that those topics don't come up for some people, depending on how you process, depending on, you know, what you're like, as far as, you know, hashing stuff out or kind of burying things, honestly, comes to expectations, I think we have to be realistic. If there are people in our lives that, you know, maybe we're growing, you know, in, in, in God and in our relationship with Jesus and 
we see things differently because you really do get new eyes, new perspective. You're a new creation, you know, all those that are in Christ and you really don't look at things the same way, but just because God has changed you does not mean that other people have accepted Jesus and made changes themselves. So the new you is still dealing with the old them. And that's hard for anybody. I don't care how strong you are in your faith. <laughs> there are certain people that can just rub you the wrong way. Um, there are certain people that it's always hard to have a conversation because you never really get a word in or they really don't hear you or they're hardened against you. And, you know, scripture says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You know, we don't, there's a spiritual battle going on. And if there are people and they're unbelievers in our lives, we're not fighting them. You know what I mean? We are, we're fighting, <laughs> honestly, sometimes I believe we're, we're fighting against ourselves in the sense that we still sometimes have expectations of other people that just because we are new creations and they are not that somehow the way that you respond and the way that you act towards them and the changes that they see in you, we expect that to have such a great impact on other people that they too change, but it doesn't work like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm reading through scripture and I'm reading, you know, Jesus having to deal with, with people. <laughs> and I think, wow, I mean, really just read, read the new Testament without, I'm, I'm trying to like, how can I even say this? I don't, I'm not even sure how to say this, but, but read the new Testament thinking, okay, Jesus is walking around doing these miracles and he still has to deal with drama. He still has to deal <laughs> with the Pharisees. He still has to deal with, you know, people that are relatives as far as being other Jews. And he has to deal with their hard heartedness. He says it over and over. Like you are, you know, why are I can't even imagine what he felt like still having to deal with the human nature and, and the sinful nature. And then people that were just blatantly like horrible to him, even though he's going around and he's doing these, you know, in, in a sense, doing these new things. They never seen anybody get healed, <laughs> you know, see the lame walk and, and, and Jesus, you know, goes into a synagogue and, and heals this, this man with a withered hand and all of these things. If you need some visual context, I would highly recommend the chosen because I just, I think it's awesome, but it, it's a series. If I probably mentioned it before, but I'm sure that it pained Jesus to, I can't speak for him. But from what I read, it pained him how hard-hearted people were and how they were more, the Pharisees were more concerned with people following the law than, you know, being like, oh my gosh, can you believe, you know, they cared more that it was the Sabbath and people were doing work, even though it was a healing work, you know, I, I can't, I can't imagine how, how angry I would have been, um, so anyways, why am I saying that? So imagine, imagine that this is, this is not it, right? This, this world, this world that we live in right now, this is not it. This is not everything. And 
the hurts that we carry here. I'm, I'm reminded in Revelation that it says he'll wipe away every tear. There'll be no more crying. Um, and that's something to look forward to. But whilst <laughs> we are still here, we're all going to deal with something, some deep hurt. And those are things that God, God himself like deals with. When we give them over to him, he says, you know, cast your cares on me, you know, for I care for you. And the scripture that's been over and over, like playing again in my mind over and over and over and has given me so, so, so much encouragement in some really difficult times has been, you know, if you ask him for a fish, will he give you a stone? And I love that. Like I get chills because that's how good God is. And there are some pains and some wounds that we have to take over and over and over and over and over to God. But we also have to be realistic. Though God can do something with that pain, and that pain, though it might always be there, does not always have to sting so badly. And you can you can still grow from that pain, I believe, because, I mean, I, God has done some amazing things in me. I know it's possible. If he can do it with me where I thought, you know, there were people in my life I thought I would never forgive or I thought I never could. And it was a practice. It was a practice of giving something over to God daily. And it was also having a realistic view and expectation of different people. So why am I saying that? Like, like I said, we're new creations and they're maybe still, you know, doing the same thing, acting the same way. What's crazy is sometimes our expectations are what it's almost like it rehearses the hurt for us. If we're not careful, what, what do I mean by that? If you are expecting that person overnight to, or even over years for some people, God changes the heart. We don't, we've got no dealings with anybody's heart. God does that. God changes people. People don't change people, but sometimes, you know, it's like when you're really, really gung-ho and you're so excited and you're so excited about what, you know, what you read in scripture, or you're so excited about something God's doing in your life. And then there's this person and you're like, oh man, this person's about to be as <laughs> that saying like a Debbie Downer or something like that. But you know, this person's about to, you know, bring it all down and, and just guard your heart. And I think the best way to do that is to be realistic about what the person has actually shown you. So you can set your expectations in the right place. I think this like harkens back to, I did a podcast episode on boundaries. And I think that boundaries are so, so important. They're important for you and they're important for the other person. And one of the things that we do with boundaries is we give people a line of, you know, whether it was something that we spoke about, whether it was something we set expectations in a sense of, you know, this is what you're expecting. It doesn't mean the other person is going to do it, but vocalizing that boundary to that person and letting them know how you feel, that is big and you have to. And when it is, when it's on us as, as the believer in the situation and, you know, we've kind of got to, you know, suck it up. And there are certain things that might be said that we do not have to necessarily address. Um, we can let people talk. We do not have to be right in every conversation. We don't have to point out wrongs that were done back in the day. 
But I do encourage you, if there is something that you feel like you can't get past because you don't have answers, I would definitely suggest that if it's, you know, more your personality type to write a letter, if it is, you know, something where you want someone else to be present while you're having a conversation with this other person, let them know how you feel. You know, maybe let them know how they have hurt you. But at the end of the day, set your expectations that it's not up to them if one, you forgive them and it's not up to them what's going to happen within your heart because you're responsible for your heart and you have to guard that. It doesn't mean make it hard against people. As a matter of fact, sharing that someone has hurt you is a very vulnerable thing to do. I don't get excited about stuff like that, but you know, I I do it. You know, it wasn't long ago I had a conversation with someone and I told them how how they felt about how I felt about something. And you know, thankfully we've grown in our relationship where they whether they liked it or not, they still heard me out. But I did not tell them this with the expectation that they would change or that they would do something different. I let them know what I was going to do going forward. I set a boundary. This is so 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 helpful. So setting realistic like expectations, guarding your heart because that is your boundary, um, letting people know if they have hurt you or offended you. Or, but if this is something that you are carrying around and you have never had addressed, you can't have the expectation for yourself either that you're just going to magically heal. You know, this is something that you take to God over and over. Forgiving. That's the other part of this, I believe. You, like, we have to, we have to forgive as believers. We have to forgive. And it doesn't mean that we don't address things. That is not what forgiveness means. Um, you know, even asking God for forgiveness, we have to first repent. We first have to recognize what we have done. You know what I mean? So why would it be any different with us? You know, go to, it says, it says something to the effect of go to your brother or your sister, let them know their fault. You know, um, I'm going to link all of these in the show notes and obviously I'm paraphrasing because I don't, (laughs) because I'm paraphrasing, but we have to, we have to forgive. We have to forgive as Jesus forgave us. We have to forgive as God forgave us. And that is a requirement. You know what I mean? It's like (laughs) you, you, yeah, you kind of have to do it if you're a believer. Like when I say you kind of have to, I'm being funny. You, you actually have to, you have to forgive and I remember when I was um, struggling with something, when, especially when I first got saved, I felt like there was a like a scroll that was going to be rolled out of all the people that I needed needed to forgive. And like that's truly how it felt, and I had to do that. It was work that I had to do between me and God, whether the other people knew that I was quote unquote forgiving them or not, whether or not they knew what I had to forgive them for. But I think that is unfair if we set expectations on other people. We're harboring something and they don't even know about it. I I don't feel that it's loving to not tell someone if they have offended you or hurt you, because if it's something that you are carrying around, it is affecting your relationship with them, whether or not you're recognizing that, um, or, or you can even articulate it. And, and it shows up in weird ways when you do not address things, shows up in, in your other relationships. 
And when you have these, and, and if the, the deep hurt is from someone that you're seeing on a regular basis or someone that's in your household or someone that you work with, I don't know, whatever the situation may be, the same is true for them as well. You still have to forgive them, but you're, I feel like you're setting yourself up and, and them up for, and I'm, I'm not saying for the person who, um, who posed this, this topic, but I'm just saying in general, um, is you give your, it's almost like you're giving your, yourself permission to stay bitter. If you never talk about what you're hurt about, that's my opinion. I could be totally wrong. My personality type is not to sweep anything under the rug. I hate that. I don't like, I don't like walking on eggshells. I hate that feeling. Um, I know other people are different and you need to process and you need to step away from the situation for a moment and you need to, you know, think about what you're feeling and what you may be going through. And, and some of these things may have not even come to the surface in the sense of, you know, why you're even feeling the way that you're feeling. That's another opportunity to take this to God. I would also encourage you to write this out on paper somewhere. I don't know if it's the journal hoarder in me, <laughs> um, but write this down somewhere, get it out of your head, look at it with your eyes, address it with yourself first of how you really, really, really feel, you know, and you can rip this up when you're done with it. If you want to, um, you can pray over all these things that you have just, you know, put out there on paper. Um, I don't, I don't know what your process may be like, but I would say we all have dealt with deep hurts and it doesn't mean that it's going to stop hurting, but when it comes to relationships and as Christ followers, relationships are a big deal. Um, he wants us all to be reconciled. It doesn't mean that you necessarily have to, you know, we say, this is what we say, but you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to rock with that person. Like it doesn't mean that you have to like do lunch and pretend nothing happened or, you know, go to the family function and, and act like nothing's bothering you. It doesn't mean any of those things. It just means, you know, forgiveness does not mean that you like that person never did anything because that's not realistic. How do you grow? How does the other person grow? If it's not addressed, they don't know what they did or they don't know to the severity of your hurt. I know people personally that are mad at people that are not alive anymore. I'm, I'm serious. Like they are not even on the planet walking, breathing anymore. And they're still mad at them. And it's because one, they never forgave, they never forgave them. Two, they never addressed the deep, deep hurts that they have. And what I feel that this is, it's the one of the hardest things in the world is to, you know, like have your heart out there and, and be vulnerable and say, you hurt me. And this is how deeply I've been hurt because people are defensive or people don't know. And sometimes, you know, you can build it up so much in your head of what the other person's reaction is going to be. Neither one of you ever gets the opportunity to grow in this area. I'm not saying you won't grow in this area. You still can, obviously. You're a believer. You're going to grow in this area if you keep taking it back to God and you ask God to help you to forgive this person. And that's the other thing I was going to say about forgiveness. Forgiveness is a day by day by day by day by day process. 
And it is something that you keep doing. And, and, and no one told me this. Like when I first got saved, no one told me, oh, you just forgive. And you, you, you know, I didn't hear anyone talking about forgiveness from the standpoint. I heard people talking about forgiveness as, um, I think the saying is like, holding on to unforgiveness is like eating rat poison, expecting the other person to get sick. I think it's some sort of, I don't know whose quote that is, but I heard that. And I, I remember thinking, you, you know, there's some truth to that, you know, holding on to bitter, you know, cause unforgiveness turns into bitterness. Um, and bitterness takes a deep root and, and scripture says that it takes a deep root and it defiles many people. So, you know, cause it's going to affect your relationship with God, believe it or not. And it's going to, re- re- it's going to reflect on your relationship with other people and it's going to affect those. So, this is, these are just the things that came to my mind when I was thinking about deep hurts. I was thinking we all have them in some way, shape or form. None of us is immune to being hurt by another human being. Um, but if we set our expectations in a realistic place, knowing that though we may be new creations, other people, even if they're saved people, I didn't even address that. Even if they're saved people does not necessarily mean that the relationship itself we'll get to a place of, you know, I don't, I don't even know what word to say, um, get to this, this place of unicorns and rainbows, you know, that might not happen, but forgiveness is something that we still do. We still do put up boundaries, guard our hearts, bringing forgiveness over and over and over and over to God saying, God, I'll lay this person at your feet. I, you know, I need your help. I need your help to forgive them daily. I choose to forgive them. And it is a choice. Um, it's like, you know what I mean? Like they, they say about love, like love is a verb. It is not necessarily a fuzzy feeling, even though you may feel that. Um, I still feel that, but (laughs) you know, um, for my husband, but my point in saying all of these things is God will help you to do what is impossible. And one of the things that feels like it's impossible sometimes is dealing with these deep hurts and feeling like the pain is inflicted over and over. And it's something that someone has gotten, like hurt you to your core, you know? And I mean, we, we definitely did that to Jesus, right? Um, we, none of us are immune and none of us are innocent of either inflicting deep hurt or having felt deep hurt. I hope this is making sense. So setting your expectations realistically, knowing that even when you go to this person and you talk to them or you send them a letter or whatever it is, um, they may not respond in like manner. They may not respond well. It may not go over well, but it does not mean it's not necessary. It does not mean it's not necessary for your growth and for theirs, but you've made a choice and now they have one to make. So after you bring this to them, they can choose to become hardened and bitter about that or, and and pray for them after you talk to them, that God would use it and that their hearts don't become hard. Um, And, you know, just point, honestly, just, you just give it up. You just give it over to God because if you're, if you're carrying it and it's not yours. Like this is not, you know, sometimes people do things in our lives and they inflict pain on us based on what has happened to them. So this is not your pain to carry. Like this is not yours. 
um, give that, <laughs> like give them the bag back. Um, this is not your pain to carry, but you have got to address all the areas that you hurt and conversations that are hard are called hard conversations for a reason. Conflict is called conflict for a reason. Healing is called healing for a reason. Like none of these things feel good in the middle of them, but they are necessary for your growth, for the other person's growth, whether they choose to or not, that's between them and God. But you can walk away in the clear. I'm not saying walk away from the relationship, but you can walk away knowing you forgave them. You let them know, you set boundaries and you let them know how they hurt you. And you let them know, hey, this is an area right here. Yeah, we're not going to go here again, me and you. I love you. I'm here for you. But right here, this area, and you guard your heart. You set up that boundary. And you're like, well, we're not going to go here. Um, what's an example of that? Um, let's say someone, maybe there's someone you let borrow money. I don't know. I'm just using the first thing that comes to mind. You give somebody in your family money and you set a boundary. This is it. Like this right here, this is the last that I'm giving you. This is it. What did you do? You set an expectation and you said, here's what I'm giving you. I don't expect you to come back and ask for more. This is it. This is all she wrote. I don't know. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? That gives them an opportunity. That gives you an opportunity. You're in the clear and you have communicated to them what your expectations were by saying what they were not. <laughs> don't come back to me. <laughs> um, so this topic, you know, we can have some, you know, more, this is a, a really, uh, you know, I feel like just an aerial view of this topic, but those are the things that come to my mind. And I hope that it is encouraging for you to know that you're not the only one who is dealing with some deep hurt. It, when this person said dealing, I'm in, I'm going to assume that they're still in the middle of it, which means that there is something that is unresolved in my opinion maybe it is something that you need to address. And I just want to encourage you to do so in whatever way makes sense for you and for your relationship with that person. If that person is still here or not, forgiveness, obviously setting your expectations in the right place with what this person is actually showing you and not necessarily what you, you want to see or you wish they would do. They are still an individual and in control of their own emotions, their own feelings, and their own responses to, um, whatever this pain, um, that is associated with them. Maybe they have caused it, or maybe they have carried it on. Um, and a lot of times, you know, people, it's such a trite saying, but hurt people really do hurt people, especially when it's something that it hasn't been resolved on their end. They themselves have not healed from it because they pretend it doesn't there. It's not, it, it doesn't there. <laughs> they pretend it isn't there and it doesn't exist. And that is the problem with anything that is not addressed. You know, we could talk about health stuff. If there is something in our bodies that is chronic and it is never addressed, it starts to turn into something else. That's a whole different thing. Why am I even saying that? So anyways, I hope that this is encouraging for you. Um, I'm, I'm praying for you and I just want you to know you're not alone in going through something hard and being in the middle of something hard. And God is not going to leave you or forsake you. If you're his, he's not going anywhere. And you can go to him every time you feel that, you know, that poke, that, that dig, that, you know, 
you're like, or those times where you're like, man, I thought I was through this and it comes back up again. That's another opportunity for you to go to God. Honestly, I'm speaking from experience. You go to God and you say, God, I don't even know what is causing this pain to, to, to hurt again. Um, I thought, (laughs) you know, I thought, I thought I was done with this. Obviously I still need you as you always do anyways. And just trust God with that. Until next time, your life matters. What you do with it matters. So what will you steward well?